Hey everyone, how you doing today? It is Monday, and as we mentioned on our daily financial news, we have three experts that we talk to on Mondays. Up number two is Rylas Dana. How you doing, sir? Hi, doing great. Happy to be here. Thanks, buddy. Hey, one of the things that I am so happy to see that you are a part of my expert series or panel or whatever we want to call that weekly discussions is you're the estate attorney, right? And a lot of noise going on around go get the rich, make them pay more, make them pay their fair share. And as we talked about last week, check out Rylas's playlist on this channel. Uh, I really think they're going to be annoyed. They may have to spend more money with their estate attorneys, but the uber rich that are the easy mark, you know, you're marketing these things to, uh, they're just going to do what they do and they're going to get around these tax changes. So I thought we should talk about two or three things that, you know, the upper 1% think about that everybody else just doesn't know about. So uh, the first one I thought maybe would be the dynasty trust. I know you have talked to me about that, uh, but I don't think any, I don't think the average person knows what a dynasty trust is. So maybe you can touch on that and why it would help, uh, help the Uber rich. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. That, that's a great topic. I'm, I'm glad you brought that one up. So the dynasty trust, another name for it is a generation skipping trust. Mm. That's really the technical name for it. Mm. Um, so you hear different Sometimes attorneys use different fancy names for the same thing, but it's a you know a generation skipping trust. So, the the, the name that I like is a dynasty trust to, okay. to describe that. But what it is, it's actually an estate tax tool. Ah. So it's a tool where you know people when you first hear generation skipping, the first thought is no, I don't want to skip my my kids. I actually want them to inherit. Uh -huh. You're actually skipping a generation of estate taxes. So it's a special trust designed where once it's funded, it's not subject to the estate tax again. So oh. it skips a generation of estate taxes. So let me just see if I can summarize that in normal person speak. So, I, so I'm here, my daughter's here, Teresa, just for names, right? So at some point, I'll be old enough where I may want to create a dynasty trust or where that becomes the option. When you say fund it, am I to assume that I pay some taxes before it's funded, perhaps? Is that kind of like an IRA kind of thing where you pay taxes here and then fund it? Yeah. So what I mean by funded, I mean, the, I mean we get money into the trust, yep. but yeah, we have to clear an estate tax hurdle. Correct. That's so we'll thinking. either use exemption Ah, which is currently the 10 million adjusted for inflation. Oh, I get it. So we'll now. use that exemption to fund it. So it's it's taxable, but we have the exemption. Oh, I get you. So now if you wanted to, like, let's just say you thought next year it'd go from 10 million to 1 million. There could in theory be a lot of dynasty trusts funded this year because they'll just use the 10 million, 10 million I don't want to call it a loophole, limit. Uh, and then boom, it's funded. And when I pass that, that skips estate tax to my daughter. Yes. Yeah. So you could create wow. what I would call a standalone dynasty trust. Yep. Meaning you create it right now. Right. <laughs> oh, I got to get, uh, get, <laughs> get okay. some water to get that. Yeah. Get that in there. So, so again, so again, one of the tools that the Uber rich could do is they could look at a changing game board and they're like, oh, my limit's going down next year. Let's let's fund it now, honey. And oh, by the way, if you're married, it could be. Is it is it is it single ten million and twenty million married? Is that what it is? 
correct. <clears throat> correct. You each have an exemption. So if you're That's married, awesome. yeah. you each have that exemption. Now that that exemption, it works together with gift taxes. Mm. So you can either fund it during your life, you know, where you make a gift into a trust yep. and report that on a gift tax return. Okay. Or you can do it upon your death. Right. That's what we call, I would call a dynasty sub-trust. Okay. I mean, where you have your regular revocable trust mm-hmm. that you and your wife control right now. And then when you're both gone, the inheritance sent to your daughter, instead of giving it to her outright, okay. um, it would be inside of a trust where it's already cleared the estate taxes, mm-hmm. you know, using exemption. And then the amount that's in there is not subject to the estate tax again. Okay. All right. So that's one way they're going to do it. An- another way, uh, again, I think is going to be very common, especially in real estate, but it could be in businesses as well, is these, these wealthy, they own an asset. And they probably own the asset free and clear. And, you know, people like to think about, all right, the only way you can recoup cash from that asset is to sell it for cash. That is absolutely not the case. I think there is going to be a lot of wealthy who structure owner or seller financing, owner carry back, whatever you want to call that. And what they can do if they work with their uh, estate attorney and CPAs is really manage the income from that sale during their life and have some hurdles sometime in the future, you can get really creative with seller financing. And that will keep many people below these uh, large capital gains increases. Yeah, so I, I would say um, the rich, or if you will, the more, uh, the more prepared are more savvy about the types of assets that, that they own. Mm-hmm. So they're more open to own notes. They're more open to, to seller finance. Mm-hmm. So, you, so you might see that they own some notes and then the, the tool to pass those would be inside of a dynasty trust. Now, now going back to that a, little, a little bit, I, I was saying it's an estate tax tool. Now, a, a lot of attorneys or a lot of people aren't really, it's not on their radar because they're like, oh, that's only for like the 20 million and above. Like yeah. that's, you know, I, I don't need that. So I, I like the power of the dynasty trust for the asset protection factor. Mm. You know, that you know, once it's off the board, it's, um, it's out of reach from creditors as well. Mm. So if the kids get married and then divorced, or if the kids, um, you know, they get into a trouble, they get sued over a business or whatever it is, uh, the assets inside that dynasty trust are protected. Oh, very cool. Now, now, now what those assets are is, yeah, they're more likely to structure things like, um, you know, it, it could be different businesses or whatever they own. It could be could be real estate or it could be the, the notes on a real estate if they sell or finance it. Very cool. And one more thing that, again, I don't think the average person hears about is a term called decanting. Why don't you kind of talk about what that is and why that might be a tool the wealthy use going forward? Yeah, so I, I love this topic. So in the trust world, they borrowed the term from the wine world, which I understand is to pour from one barrel to another, basically. Mm-hmm. So in my world, we can pour from one irrevocable trust into a different irrevocable trust. Mm. So there's this is a newer tool. California's only had it for a few years on the books. Arizona's had it a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. So there's still some unknowns as far as the tax treatments and all of those things, mm-hmm. but this is going to be a great tool. It, it allows more flexibility. 
So if there are changes, like I was listening to um, uh, the financial news this morning, you shared the story about the guy who's um, near the end of the road and he felt like they, they changed the game on him yeah. as he's almost uh, done with the game. So decanting is a way to, to level the playing field a little bit, you know, even after someone passes away or if you create a strategy that was irrevocable, where you can go in and actually change that strategy. Yeah. Very cool. So again, folks, I just wanted people to realize that yes, you may want to go get the big, bad rich, uh, but realize they have very highly paid estate attorney CPAs working on these things. And, uh, I think their planning proceeds from all these tax increases is going to be nothing close to what they're talking about. So uh, any closing thoughts on this, Rylas? No, so it's a great time for estate attorneys. I'm, I'm just waiting for the laws to become finalized to see what actually comes through. But I have been uh, preparing and, and brushing up on my more advanced estate planning with yeah. the expectation that that exemption is probably coming down from... 10 million, who knows how far, how far they'll get it. Mm -hmm. I guess it's probably five. Okay. Uh, something like that. So, yeah. So, so yeah, I, well, we'll see what happens, but there's always a way. So with good planning, there's, there's going to be a way. There's always Just a way. Be open-minded. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah be, I would say be open-minded, mm -hmm. find the good professionals and be honest about what your desired outcomes are. Oh, absolutely. And then, Communication. So Rylas, people need to be reaching out to you, especially if they are in Arizona or California. How would you like them to do that? You can find my, my website, danalegalhelp.com. You can um, find our number there, or it's 480-924-4424. Uh, give us a call. We can set up a meeting, a Zoom, or we're starting to do it in person again as well, if you're in Arizona, or I'm in, um, I'm in uh, San Diego periodically. Very cool, Riley. Well, thank you very much for being a guest every week. I appreciate it. You have a wonderful week, okay? Thank you.